Welcome back to another episode of The Focus with Javon Adams. And I must say that I am definitely blessed. Uh, last week's conversation, or the last conversation that I had with, with uh, Pastor B. Alexander Wright, and then, of course, before that, had my, my radio partner, um, Ed Smith, on. And so this gentleman, I consider him to be a brother and a friend as well, mm-hmm. but he is uh, very well accomplished. He is Hans Schatz. He is the CEO and president of Colt Artisan Beverage Company. And so what I want to talk to you today about is vision and kind of culture setting. But how are you today, Hans? How are you doing? Man, man I am good. Thank you. It was a very gracious introduction. And I'm not sure I stack up to those listed names that you uh, you rattled off there, but we'll see what we get accomplished today. But I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. I'm very, very honored. Um, and I, I've also uh, uh, see you as a brother and, you know, we've just in a few short years, we've known each other. We've uh, we've been through some stuff, so <laughs> yes, uh, you know, and that's yes, important indeed. because you learn about people and you build relationships. Uh, everybody's great when things are good, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's trying to it's trying to navigate through those through those tough times. Now, you, in terms, so Colt Artisan Beverage Company. I'll let you kind of explain kind of what the company is, but it, but you've been in this industry, this segment, this vertical in the food the food service kind of industry for over 30 years and you've been with Colt in your role for almost seven years. So it's what, six, right. a little over six years, six and a half years yep. or so. Yep. But can you, before we get into, into some of the, the things that I want to touch on today, what talk, talk about what Colt Artisan Beverage Company is. So it's a great company. I got involved uh, through a, a, a industry project with some people out of Australia. Uh, I'll leave that story for another time. And <laughs> I grew up in the food business, just like you stated, uh, lived all over the country for it, got moved a bunch of times, worked for a big, big multi-billion dollar company, ended up being one of the corporate guys running around in private jets and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff and and uh, 5,000 employees. And whew, it was great. It was a great learning place, but it, it I wanted to do something a little more intimate where I get my hands into it. And I had an opportunity with a family that owns Coffee Reserves, a parent company. We, we added a DBA with Colt Artisan Beverage about five, six years ago and met them through another startup that I was involved with. And they were one of the chief investors. So that is how I got to know the Grayson family and Rick Grayson in particular. And they are just uh, really amazing people. And we have, uh, we have, taken on a big project here and, and, and Colt is a, we are a craft beverage producer. So we make, we roast millions of pounds of coffee mm-hmm. and we have a roasting facility here in North Phoenix, got excellent team, got long tenured people. We buy from all over the world, 25, 30 single origins. We also hand blend tea that restaurants and such take and they brew it and they brew it in these big three gallon containers. And then when you go and say, I'll have the uh, rack of ribs with fries and broccoli. I'm just throwing the broccoli in to make my wife happy. And <laughs> bring me a passion fruit tea. And in many cases, we are we could be our company making that tea. And you wouldn't even know it. Right. We do coffee and kegs, coffees and kegs. We do K-cups. We do, uh, we, do a, uh, we have a product category called a botanical, which is like a tea. There's no tea in it. So it's just caffeine-free, all natural. It's beautiful. Served in lots of different formats. And so we're just a busy little company. We service all sectors of industry from food service and in food service restaurants and, and hotels and golf courses and coffee shops and college universities and business implant feeding and 
Arizona Cardinals, we're proud to say, is one of our clients. The, mm -hmm. They have our products in their corporate corporate offices and training center. And we have big chains like BJ's Brewhouse and Payway with local chains like Waffle Bread Company and Biscuits and some barrels and a ton of independents. And uh, then we're in a lot of other supply chains. So we're a big little business here in Arizona. Um, and we, we two paths in product world, cheap, good. Mm -hmm. People try to confuse both. And we'd have lots of opportunities if we were cheap, but we've, we've taken the good path. So we'd miss out on some things because we just can't get down to the pricing some places look for, but we win hearts because people enjoy our products and say, I'm coming back just for the tea or just for the coffee or just for this wonderful can of cold brew or this nitro coffee that comes out of a keg. And so we win that way. So that's, that's, that's our little company. Okay. And then if, and you can go and check them out at ilovecult.com. So that's ilovecult.com. But so being, being where you at, the president and CEO, you've, you've worn many hats. I know you've been VP of uh, sales and marketing in previous, in previous stops along your illustrious career. But the definition of vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. In in my experience, I, I can remember <laughs> uh, kind of when you're looking at the vision. I used to work. I was in uh, management at GCU for a while, and so in enrollment, and so so in onboarding these these students. And so I had a team of twelve, and I remember the first there was the 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 first year I was on board. And my director calls me and, and some of my other colleagues on the that were in this particular department uh, to into his office, and he was starting to look ahead for the new year. All right, so. This, these are the these are the number of enrollments that we're aiming for on the macro. Let's break it down by each month. All right, Javon, how many enrollments do you think that you can get in 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 uh, January, February, March? And so, looking at trends and those types of things to be able to say, okay, well, you know, July might drop a little bit because people aren't thinking about enrolling in school online. So let's let's make that number bigger for January, or let's make it bigger for August because people start to think about school. All those things. So when you, as from a vision standpoint, how do you go about setting the vision? Especially sometimes, maybe if you're if you've been a little bit removed from some of those other areas, for example, the the product. I know you like to get your hands dirty and get in every aspect of the business, but sometimes if you're removed a bit. Maybe the marketing and sales, re relying on your the people that you've hired and those things. How do how do you go about setting the vision and understanding maybe when to pivot or when to double down? Well, let's break that down a little bit. It's a really really good question. It's a huge one. There's, I don't believe there's one answer. Okay. So um, you know, through my career, as you mentioned, I was lower management. I was sales rep, lower management, mid management, VP, a division president, and a corporate senior VP. And and every one of those, if you take a, okay, think about that that mental picture. So this is all the, the Russian doll, right? You open it, and there's a yes. smaller one. Then you open it, and there's a smaller one. You open it, and it's smaller. And eventually, you get down to the last one, right? And that could be. So when you think about visions like these, like almost like concentric circles. You got a yes. big, big organization. Big organization. It's got this big. They call them a BHAG, big hairy audacious goal. This big <laughs> vision, uh, you know. Uh, I'd like to bring the, the world a smile. I'd like to get the world a, a Coke, you know, whatever Coca Cola is. Big, big. And that was a tagline, but it was also a vision for them as a company. And so, when you think about that, there's an old proverb: "A city without a vision is lost." Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not saying that quite like it is out of the book that it comes out of, but it's something like that. 
So it's mm-hmm. the same for companies. It's actually the same for people. Yes. You really have to know what it is you embody, that it, the, the, the essence of what you want to be. You mentioned the word culture earlier, and I want to make sure we come back to that because vision and culture aren't the same thing. Yeah, okay. You don't set culture. Culture is a report card, but we'll come back and talk about that. Okay. Um, cult, culture is not a plaque or a saying or a vision statement. You know, it's it's how the people uh, see the company, right? Right. So people can affect that. But a vision is is so for cult. We set a vision. We don't alter it often because a vision's a pretty big five, ten year. Somebody tells you they're going to go by the past 10 years, it's, they're dreaming, right? right? Which is great because dreams are awesome. Because <laughs> if you can dream it, you can see it, you can probably work to getting there. But right. you've got to think about this, right? So you got a vision. So we're going to be – so Colt, our vision is to be a national company. Okay. All right? So there it is. Simple. You could – and people add all kinds of stuff. But I'm a big believer in simplicity. So then – in the in the in the school of you know wherever you want to go and the University of Chicago or Harvard or anybody, so you got your vision, then you got your mission statement. So your mission statement embeds inside the vision. Mm-hmm. You don't have a vision set, you can't have a mission statement. You can, but your mission statement now becomes the a little bit more of the of the okay. So we want to be a nationally known craft artist and beverage company. The mission statement is providing excellent beverages for households and retailers um, through quality products. Then you have your strategies to get there and then you have your initiatives and tactics, right? So right. it's like this, if you think about a waterfall that keeps flowing, the waterfall starts here and this is the beginning of the waterfall, that's your vision. It flows down to, to a nice mission statement Then it flows down into your strategies and mm-hmm. each strategy can have multiple initiatives and each initiative can have multiple action steps, will have multiple action steps. Right. So, that's a thumbnail sketch when you when you sit with an organization. And so I, I think that. When you're setting the really goals, when you're setting the topic. goals, when you're setting the strategy or you're starting this, don't worry, because we you know you are welcome to come back as often as you like. <laughs> so when you're so when you have that, when you have the vision and you have the mission and then you start to work on. So you have the strategy and how you're going to get there, how. How much of it, I'm sure that you've had, you've talked to this with people, that stretch goal. Yeah, we know we want to sell X amount of widgets, but let's, the stretch goal is X plus, you know, is X plus whatever, the X plus Y to be able to get there. How much of it is, yeah, I don't, I like, for example, the, uh, I remember when you were showing me the, the sketches of, for the botanical line and you said, hey, and I remember seeing it. So being able to have it physically in, in the hand and knowing that it's in stores and all those things, that is great. But I'm wondering when you had this vision to be able to make or maybe what, there was a thought or there was a plan, a strategy to say, I, we want to expand and make sure that we are, as you mentioned, trying to provide great quality products. Uh, how, how do you go about not only creating that? Here's the here's what the goal is. We're going to create this now. Get it done. And I trust that you'll get it done. And then understanding, kind of measuring and checking in along the way, how how. How empowering, how frustrating, how rewarding is that <laughs> all in one there? Yes. Yeah, so let's take this from the ethereal, uh, uh, conceptual right. to reality. You run a business, you have 50 employees, 40, 30, 20, 100. So you're considered a small mid-market business, right? 
mm -hmm. small multi-million dollar business. Cash flow is everything. Um, you're looking at your revenues, you're looking at your costs, cost of goods, you're looking at your gross profit, you're managing your expenses, and your expenses are all the different components, payroll and benefits and uh, uh, insurance and building maintenance and all those things, and you got a net profit. So if the owner or the leader or the whoever the person, the head person in charge, in this particular mm -hmm. case in this company, me, I do answer to a board, but they don't operate the business. They, 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 they mentor the business, maybe is a way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, then I can't be off on one path and nobody, everybody in the building not knowing what it is. Well, what the hell is Hans up to today? Right. right? So when we sit, we've done a lot. We do lots of different exercises. We've done lots of different exercises for me to emphasize, hey, everybody, why are we here? So we go around the table and, and generally it's kind of close to what we always say then somebody will add a letter to it or you know, it's a flavor of a week ago we had something happen or something good happened or something challenging happened and you can see that that nuance because you're talking to people that are in the process right they've got activities they're doing that are driving those results whether it's in production whether it's in uh, financial management whether it's in sales and customer development and 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 uh, or you're a hunter you're out acquiring new business all those right. things are part of that. So if the company does not understand, if the associates of the team, whatever words you like, I don't like the word employee because we're, we're a team where you can call it a family, whatever word you like, whatever you're comfortable with. The terms get used pretty loosely without all the meaning really being attached. Right. Some companies do it well and some don't. But that's going back to the culture thing, um, that if everybody knows, hey, this is where Hans is trying to go. This is what Colt stands for. This is what we're trying to become. Now we're going to take it down a level. This is where we are. The season we're in right now, this is where we are. So that's kind of our mission statement. Here mm -hmm. are the key things that we're working on. And when we sit in the room, we'll go through, okay, ops, here's what you own in this. Got it? Mm -hmm. We discuss it. All right, admin, here's what you own in this. Got it? Discuss it. Okay, uh, beverage creation, ideation, and sourcing. Here's what you own in this. All right, mm -hmm. sales, here's your role. And, and I'm the leader, but I have roles too because we're not a, you know, it's not a big company. I have my tasks that I do. And so we all understand. Mm -hmm. Then we, so we do the head nod, follow it up, and then we break into smaller pods. Those groups will then work with each other, or they may do some, some short-term cross-functional work where the beverage person will work with ops and then say, hey, make sure we got to bring it in as a new product. Let's make sure it's set up. Here's what's being right. used for. Here's the recipe. I'm going to come out and watch the production crew do the first couple of batches and make sure it's coming out right. So all that, it's all some really great synchronicity. Companies love to set up their organization just like that. The org chart. Here's a boss. Mm -hmm. Here's the four departments. Here's the departmental bosses. Here's the departments. Here's the, the, the groups underneath the departmental bosses. And everything flows up like this like mm -hmm. a electronic board or it flows down like that but if this if this group it's got something going on with this group if you look at the org chart right i gotta go up through the freaking ceo nah right yeah. so companies are really organisms they're not organizations as much as it's simplistic to do that and i realize it's just an eye chart or just a word chart but if you think about an organization being an organism arms head abdomen, internal organs, legs, feet, 
fingers, toes. If I break my little finger, my feet are still going to work. I'm mm -hmm. not happy, right? right so right. my whole body wants to work together to be healthy, be functional, to be active, and accomplish the goal. So a great, great uh, way to think about any company is to think this: Hey, we're an organism. We work together. We're going to try. No, no company, including me, ever communicates as well as they think they do. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies lie. They, <laughs> That's or, true. They put out these fancy vision statements and mission plans, but they never live up to them. They don't even try, or they try in a in a way that's just it's not sincere, right? It's not authentic. And the people right. who do the work, they know what's going on in America right now in the work in the workplace. What do they call it? The great resignation. Why? Why is that happening? Why are people leaving their jobs? People are they're not satisfied with the organization. They're not being fulfilled or they feel that they are maybe they they were told one thing as they were onboarding. And then once you're inside and you, you experience the inner workings, it's something totally different. Right. And or, you know, maybe they just, you know, needed a job. So I took this job and I don't really like right. the job. As soon as I get another job. But let's think about less transient workforce and more people like you and I that we want to we want to satisfying fulfilling career where we feel like we can contribute and we mm -hmm. get rewarded for our efforts. People listen to us. We don't get treated like, you know, like we're some kind of knucklehead and that we can raise our hand and we can speak freely. And, right. and, you know, companies are terrified to have that kind of atmosphere, which goes back to your word about culture. Yes. Well, let's right. talk about that. Let's talk about that. So let's let's bring that into the conversation so that we can we can take it wherever it goes. Is that so? So again, I was looking at Investopedia. So as it defined corporate culture, anyway, <laughs> refers to the beliefs and behaviors that determine how a company's employees and management interact and handle outside business. And then, like, there are always those examples of culture where you think of Google, creative and flexible, Nordstrom, the customer service with, with Nordstrom. But it's it's one of those things that's interesting to me because how we, we talk about uh, when we begin our conversation about you could tell a person by the good times and the bad times and how they respond. Oftentimes, and I, I was I was uh, at one point in time kind of a, a third-party vendor for Google, the Google program. And so it's interesting how the culture can change a little bit. All these amenities and all these extra things, these snacks and things, oh, well, you guys aren't performing like a, like you were supposed to, those snacks go away. Or they take we take it down a notch or whatever that is. And so the culture starts to change a little bit or the environment that you behave in. But your definition of culture, and tell me where I'm right or where I'm wrong. Uh, no, you, you, uh, culture is always an echo, right? Uh -huh. You don't, I can't get hired by a competitor or another company and go in and say, this is now our culture. <laughs> our culture is now, we're going to have bagels on Tuesday. We're going to play backgammon on Thursday. We're going to barbecue on Friday. We're going to, we're going to set our goal. That's not culture. Those are, those are I don't even know what to call them. Those are those are nothing really. Those are kind things to do, right. and depending on what you, what it is you're trying to accomplish, what is it you need to do? You know, most most people that work in an organization just want to be treated with respect and have an opportunity to grow. All right. the other stuff is great, but it's not great if I don't have those first two things. Right. You can't treat me like poo and then give me Oreos and milk milk and cookies every day at <laughs> at ten thirty, right? Because I don't really care. And quite right. frankly, I'm insulted that you think that I can be bought. 
with yes. milk and cookies at 1030, right? Yes. So, so the, the culture is a, is an echo. It is a reflection of how the organization and really comes down to leaders. Yes. Leadership is, is really important, but so is followership. And a lot of people don't talk about followership because we don't have a good followership culture in the, in certainly in America today, um, probably in, in, in most of the world, but let's just keep it domestic. And so, cause you gotta be a good leader. You gotta be a good follower too. You got some responsibilities when you join an organization, say I do. Right. But so there's a, there's a great old saying that says, Hey, you want to, you want to change a culture in the, in the company. First thing you do is move all the furniture and paint the wall. Cause what do people do? Dude, they change stuff. <laughs> they change, something's going on. Right. Hey, what's going on? Right. It, why it, it's all different in here. And it seems silly, but it's, it's a, 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 I mean it as a real statement. You want to change your culture, start with something physical, then, then you have to live it and your leadership team has to live it. And, and then you have to lead your people in a way that they, A, they know what the vision is. They know where the company's trying to go. And here's another thing companies get really messed up is they, you have to really have to define what their roles are and what mm -hmm. the relationships are. What is it I'm expected to do and how does that relate to the people that I work directly and indirectly with? And right. that's like, again, that gets really messed up and it's not easy because then you have, you know, you're not trying to confine people, but everybody has core role and core responsibilities and they're not exactly the same. And again, they get intertwined. Well, your role is blah, 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 but what are my responsibilities? Well, it's your role. You answer the phone. Great. So my answer, can I just answer the phone and make <laughs> noises or do right. I have to be, you know, so, and I'm sorry, I'm being, stupid to make no but it, it makes it makes me think of this though because my wife recently started a new journey with a new uh, she works in healthcare with a new organization and she the previous organization she'd been there for goodness well over almost almost two decades and so wow. she's she was a director in terms of so she's you know, making kind of a, a lateral move but to what she feels is a better opportunity for her but the point is this is that being a director and so in, in the in healthcare industry, you would oftentimes, especially with COVID and what we experience and what we're still experiencing, the 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 stresses that were on the, the nursing staff. And so she didn't know what to do, but but she but it was but she so she would you know help take on some patients or do things or just roll up her sleeves and get and get to work. And some of her counterparts, um, they didn't necessarily do the same things. So some of those on their floors, they might have had a little bit more of an exodus as of in, when in comparison to to my wife because the people that she that were working for her they felt they they believed that she cared for them yes sometimes you got to be stern sometimes it is, this is what it is but how are we going to work through this and when she announced that she was leaving people there were people that left because yeah. I, and mm -hmm. that came to her and said, the only mm -hmm. reason I stayed was because of mm -hmm. you. And I think mm -hmm. those things, those actions, putting action behind your words, I think that helps to create a culture, right? It does. So can you care? If you care, can you not have accountability? You can, you can have accountability. You darn right you can. That's right. And if you have accountability, do you have to be a jerk about it? No, absolutely not. Because you know what? We all have somebody we answer to. It right. weren't, you know, mostly even nonprofits are in business to succeed, grow, grow the revenue. It's like, well, it's not a nonprofit. That's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I started nonprofits. I'm involved yes. with nonprofits. 
they all have they have a different way that they measure their their profit metrics, but they all have to be successful. Right. Right. They have to produce a product, whatever that is. And so you are exactly right. And what are the top two reasons people leave a company? Because they they're not satisfied with they they feel they're not being respected. That's that, that what I think is number one. And then maybe because they feel that they um, maybe they're not acknowledged or maybe they're not felt they're paid what they're worth. But I think in terms of being respected. So I'm going to I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to sideways my agreement. I'm going to respect it. They leave because of bad boss. Maybe uh-huh. a great company. They don't like the boss. They don't get along. They don't want to treat you right. Whatever. Right. They may be contributing because people aren't super self-aware. Right. And that's where you when you build a relationship. You can have that that more guttural, that more real, real uh, uh, conversation with people. But mm-hmm. they do. They leave because they don't like their boss uh, and they just don't see, you know, it's, it could be an unsafe work environment or they could be getting you know, harassed, you know, something in that bucket right. or they get a great opportunity uh, and it looks better. That always looks better that you get mm-hmm. in, you put the shoes and socks on, you're like, oh, it feels similar. But <laughs> yes, I will tell you that one of the greatest things uh, great leaders do is build a currency of trust right that's a big statement right currency china you think about what currency means what does electrical current do it runs through and Mm -hmm. it makes things work right if the current's broken what happens it's not working Things don't turn on right right? so in a literal sense you got a currency you break the currency we're not talking right now these lights aren't on my little fans on on behind me, Our, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. So when you think about trust, the trust just gets obliterated. And people are so, well, I believe this, well, I believe that. And, you know, I believe this and you believe, you know, it's like these, these hard, hard, hard lines about stuff. How can you, ha- how can you build trust? So right. the, the trust, take your wife, take your kids, take friends, take you and me. Right. Trust enables us to have really authentic conversations that sometimes are really uncomfortable. We grow in those uncomfortable moments, right? But if you don't trust me and I tell you you're not doing your job, what are you going to say? What's your bubble going to say above your head? (laughs) That I'm going to be frustrated and I'm going to feel as if you are, you're coming down on me, picked on, all kinds of negative things. That guy's just a jerk and he doesn't understand, doesn't know what I deal with and I've got all this other stuff going on and because there's no authentic relationship. And, and when people say, well, it's a big organization, we can't do that. It's just a lie. It's a cop-out. One of the things that was interesting to me, in just a couple more minutes with you here, mm-hmm. is that is the one of the best managers that I ever had, and this is, again, with at, at GCU, And because I, I, I would imagine being in your position, being able to create the vision, try to create the culture, or be able to, to hold yourself accountable in your interactions with people, is the listening part. The listening and in the, in the, in, in, uh, along with holding people accountable, because I'll say this. So my manager at the time, so he sits down with me and I'd had this happen at other at other uh, institutions or other organizations where they say, what's your goal? And I said, well, my goal was and they never follow up and they just say, how come you, you know, it's on me ultimately. But if you're the leader, then push me. So, okay, let's get you up and out of here. Let's get you to where you want to be because I don't want to, I want you to still produce at whatever level that is. We get you to where you want to be and then you continue on and maybe you stay with your organization or you don't. So I told him what my goal was. He said, okay, gotcha. 
Later, he came to me and said, you're going to be presenting in front of everybody in the meeting next week. So just want to let you know. And I said, wait a minute, hold on. What are you talking about? He said, you said your goal was this, right? And I said, yes. And he said, go ahead, put your speech together. I'll I'll go over with you a little bit. I'll tweak you here and there, but it's on you. But you said you wanted to do it. I want to help you get there. And that spoke volumes. And I continue to tell that story because that, and that's what I wanted to be for the people that I was in charge of. That's what I want to be for my kids. And that's what I want to be for people that if you, if you, I want to be able to help you to realize your vision because you're sharing it with me and you're willing to do the dirty work as well. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful example and it's a great one and it's real because it's, it's, it's an actual example. And I, you know, listening is always big in all relationships, not just in the workplace. And right. one of the things that we all struggle with, because we love to hear what we have to say. We love to say what's on our mind. Um, I'll add one more thing. And I know we're getting close to close that 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 the, the leaders and I've had some great, great leaders slash mentors. I've had some bad ones. And, and the ones that have uh, come and said, you know, what, Hans, I, I need to talk with you. I made a mistake on something or. You know what, when you came to the end of saying you were right and I was wrong, or I missed this opportunity, or, but they show that the vulnerability and are okay to say, yeah, I'm the boss and I messed up. And that is, and not in a way where you have to, you know, flog yourself and throw yourself right. at the mercy of the, you know, of the, of the, of the town square and, and get stoned or anything. But I mean, just being able to do that. And that's a hard, that's a really hard thing because we just feel like, they, look, I got to be, I gotta be yeah. great. I gotta be on. I gotta always be this, and I gotta be that, and I can never show weakness. And that's, right. uh, you know, that's just a lie. Indeed. Well, I appreciate it. We'll have to continue a conversation. This is part <laughs> one of, of of many chapters in terms of these conversations. So again, on shots, the president and CEO of Colt Artisan Beverage Company. You can go and check out their products and all those things at ilovecult.com. That's ilovecult.com. I appreciate you, my friend. Yes, the pleasure is all mine, brother. And you know I always have to end things like this. Uh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't feel right if you did.